This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Illinois farmers ask a House Democrat representing their district to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement as soon as possible. Illinois Farm Bureau member and farmer Steve Foreys of East Central Illinois told Representative Robin Kelly trade continues to be a top concern. The big one is getting the USMCA agreement with Mexico and Canada across the finish line. The issues we're having now with China and that piece of our export market, we really need to do what we can to hang on to the Canada and Mexico trade to sort of help backfill the gap a little bit. House Democrats still have reservations about USMCA. For Kelly, it's fair labor standards. I'm still looking at the labor pieces, and I also told them that I definitely want to get to a yes, but that I was looking at that uh, first. She adds she can't speak for the entire House Democratic caucus, but says in general, the caucus is concerned about job loss, labor rights, and collective bargaining agreements. A fiscal 2020 spending bill proposed by House Democrats would block the Trump administration from relocating two USDA research agencies outside Washington, D.C. The draft bill for the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration would prevent Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue from allowing the Office of Chief Economist to control the Economic Research Service. The agency is currently under the purview of the Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics, Purdue is expected to announce the new site for ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture soon. The bill would provide $24.3 billion in FY20 for USDA, FDA, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, $1 billion more than what was provided for the current year for so-called discretionary programs whose funding is determined by annual appropriations bills. Read more of Phil Brasher's story at agripulse.com. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Just 10 days remain before an Environmental Protection Agency final rule allowing the sale of year-round E15 is expected to be published. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said many times the agency is committed to publishing the final rule by June 1st. Growth Energy's legal counsel Joe Kakish says biofuel producers are excited but anticipate legal challenges from oil stakeholders. You know, these types of cases have been litigated multiple times over the past several years, so I would not be surprised if someone were to bring a challenge to this rule. I'm not concerned in the sense that I'm concerned that we have a weak argument. I think EPA is very well positioned to support this rule and to defend it in in litigation. Um, So we just have to see uh, what kind of arguments the challengers are going to bring. The rule also includes reforming how renewable identification numbers, or RIN credits, are sold. Kakish adds Growth Energy provided comments about that portion of the rule and suggested EPA collect more data before moving ahead with changes. The U.S. Meat Export Federation Spring Conference kicks off in Kansas City today, and AgriPulse's Spencer Chase is there. Interest in finalizing a free trade agreement between the U.S. and Japan lies on both sides of the Pacific. 
That's the word of Joel Haggard, the senior vice president of the Asia-Pacific region for the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He says duty advantages for other countries are leading Japanese companies to take a look at the product they're getting from the U.S. We're such a large supplier to Japan, uh, beef and pork, so I I think uh, buyers are... Um, you know, they're hopeful like we are that, that um, the, the two governments can come together and, and uh, get a deal that would, again, level the playing field. He says there hasn't been a major rush away from U.S. products, but companies are doing the math. On certain items that are very price sensitive, then, um, then it's challenging. Uh, for us, just on on pricing, because um, we we either have to price lower or um, we have to look at other markets for those I- items. So, but it's just starting to play out, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's a kind of an alarming development. President Donald Trump is set to travel to Japan at the end of the week. Reporting from the U.S. Meat Export Federation Spring Conference in Kansas City, Spencer Chase. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nullett.